like, what do you mean? Sunday? What does that have to do with me? Anything. I said, I'm going to keep going. There is no weekend. There's no time off. Someone called me last night just to catch up. And they were like, you seem a little distracted. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm taking an online course right now, reading a book at the same time as listening to a podcast. And I'm still listening to you. I promise you, you have my undivided, divided attention. Right. You are experiencing the Learned on Accident podcast. Listen, laugh, and learn on accident with Comis and Johanse. Man, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Learned on Accident. I am one of your hosts today, Kakarot, a.k.a. Comis. Some of you may know me as Rome Knows. And we have the illustrious bald bandit, Johanse rhymes with Beyonce, but starts with the Y. Y A Salmon move. <laughs> they never get old, man. The intros never get old. Hey, everybody. So um, today, again, on this entrepreneurship journey, uh, Comas, let me let me share with you. I got to update you with some of the stuff going on with with me, the business, <laughs> and just some really cool stuff that's happened, and some stuff that's like okay. I guess my problems aren't that big. So um, you're going to come. I mean, everybody knows in life you're going to come up to problems and situations that you're going to be like, this is insurmountable. If this doesn't get taken care of, it's the end of the world. And I know I talked to you a couple of days ago, Comus, where I said, hey, my Google ads got turned off. Google hit me with this red tape saying, hey, you're a nonprofit organization. We need you to verify your identity. We turned off all your ads. Well, I mean, things just happen on their own time frame, but my ads got turned back on. I've got a meeting with another really big client uh, this week to talk about how to venture into using other platforms and leveraging them to get more success in my business. And things are going really, really swell. I can't wait for the meeting tomorrow. And I need to stop stressing about every little new thing that comes up. Does that happen to you? Like whenever you come up to a new op school and you're trying to get something done in your business and you're like, oh, I'm done. We're going bankrupt. And you, you overplay things or that's really just only on my side. Absolutely. It's called putting your problems on a pedestal. Actually, sorry, I have it. It's called putting your problems in a penthouse. A pedestal mm-hmm. is, you know, OK, you, you're hyping this problem up. The penthouse is when you say this is the worst thing I've ever encountered. This one thing will put me out of business. I have to stop right now. I do that quite, quite often. Man, I I thought it was the end of me. And I've got friends calling me up saying, hey, for your nonprofit, I want to work with this group of kids. And I want to be doing this type of STEM education over in these different areas around the country. And I'm like, can I hook up with your nonprofit because my company's this? And then I'm like, well, yeah. Wow, all these business opportunities are coming together. And you just, you got to realize there's something beyond the rain. And it's it's hard when you when you're so focused on what you got going on. So what's going on in, in your world right now, Colmus, as far as what you're doing with, um, you're still doing the One Funnel Away Challenge. You're on day nine, I believe, correct? Sir. So funny story. Uh, this week was one of those weeks where I burnt out simultaneously at the same time that everything else turned up. So, you know, I still have real estate business to handle. One Funnel Away this week is like the hands-on week. And at the same time, I just have not been getting good sleep, self-care, Ramadan. It's just been a a myriad of different things going on. So, you know, today I what I, let me let me preface it with this. If you're ever that overwhelmed and you're just like, I need to sleep out of stress, 
I'm not saying that's a good idea, but if you honestly need rest, you definitely need to prioritize that first. So I didn't, mm. I've been kind of sleeping staggeredly and I knew it was going to be worse down the road. So this morning I literally put everything on do not disturb and I clocked out. Like, I think I was up till 8 AM didn't wake up till like three. And I was like, good. Cause that means I slept for once, but at the mm. same time, I'm, I'm trying to get started. I'm just like, dog, I'm, I'm getting my day started at four o'clock. That's not, that's not a good look, you know? So I'm, I'm only stressed out now because it's like, there's other leisure things I want to do to kind of fully decompress, but I can't afford to right now. Cause the work piling up is crazy. Plus next week I have to go visit this guy in Florida. So I'm like, you know, I know that time period I can use as a crunch, but at the same time, I just don't want this gorilla of workload on my back. So it's uh it's interesting being an entrepreneur you know when you're swamped at work i feel like it's different because you let go at the end of the day you know when you work with someone else it's like okay i clocked in it's five o'clock i'm done i'll see you guys later i'll see you on monday but the amount of times that i've worked through a weekend saying like what do you mean sunday what does that have to do with me i'm gonna keep going there is no weekend there's no time off someone called me last night just to catch up and they were like, you seem a little distracted. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm taking an online course right now, reading a book at the same time as listening to a podcast. And I'm still listening to you. I promise you, you have my undivided, divided attention. Right. <laughs> uh, but I do feel you on that burnout stuff. I'm actually in my studio right now looking at, um, I bought this expensive screen for one of my monitors. I think the screen costs half as much as the monitor does. And I had to get it because... I had burned out the same way you burned out two times already, just working myself half to death in my home office. And I'd I'd get those migraines and I'd figure out like, hey, how do I balance this so I don't work myself to death and end up having to be in bed for hours, just getting rest and rest in my brain where I can continue to do it. So uh, the only formula that I've come up with is get screens that block the blue light and drink a lot of water. So here's the thing. Normally, like without Ramadan in effect, I could probably fade this way easier because it's like, all right, I can decompress at different times of the day by just going out, doing something, coming back, you know. But mm-hmm. and not to say that it's really taking. No, nah, I can't even lie. It's taking its toll just because I can't have any liquid or food. So like there's times where you're burnt out and stressed. and You're like, bro, I could just use a fire meal right now. And that'll do do the trick, but I I can't rely on that tool. So it's kind of just all like I'm stuck. I have, you know, it's just just overwhelming, man. Like I haven't really left my house other than to like get gas and go to the gym for like the last two weeks. It's literally just been, I wake up, roll over to my laptop, you know, as you all know, I'm a content creator. I'm still like looking through my library, like, all right, what? I just need to put out like two more videos and then I got to take like a week and Speaking a half. Speaking of which, man, speaking oh. of content creation, dude, like I looked over your TikTok finally. I mean, it took me a while because I was like, I saw the numbers at first and I was kind of like, I, I was amazed that you had that many followers and I, I don't do TikTok. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not into the new app. I haven't gone and even looked at it. But I took a look at your profile and dude, I saw one video and I just I like looked on one video. I looked through it and it was good. And I was like, I wonder how many views he's getting on this. And your other view, your other videos had good views. But I was like, I bet you this is like Eclipse and the rest. And it was, you had like a million views on this one video series you have called like um, 
being black at Hogwarts. Yes, and I was. <laughs> so even even just read the title, like being black at Hogwarts, that's gonna be hilarious. How does Coleman spin it? So I mean, <laughs> if you want to check out some really good content, uh, my boy Coleman's really is killing over there on the TikTok, and we're trying to push all that, all the social media stuff, everything that we're doing, into. Um, into being able to deliver more content and, and build our businesses with it. So it's more so just putting your personality out there. And he's doing a much better job at it than I am, which it's because I'm still trying to tailor myself and be this correct person. Because here I am, you know, retired Air Force pilot, and I, I still feel that level of prestige that I'm supposed to put on every time that you see me or, or have any of my content. But then I've had folks who've read my entire memoir and they come back saying, dude, you, there's levels to your personality and, and who you let everybody know who you are. I'm like, well, yeah, I wish I could just show everybody that full thing the way the way Coleman is <laughs> and, and be okay with it. Be ready to show people like I exist in different worlds and my, my personality has multiple colors to it. And, and yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. I'll give you all some backstory. One of the best things that happened to me so far with this content creation was the whole being black at work series because it was just like, all right, the range I can get from that just gives me a lot more creative expression. It was actually the first thing I did to kind of stretch my arms as far as range. What happened was I was doing it, doing it, and everybody knows like I, those, that's like a bulk of my videos. I was just like one day, yo, this applies to other templates of stuff that I'm a nerd about. So I did one and it kind of just went crazy. And I was all like, yeah, I got to hit on that more. So an another thing is, is like when I drew drops of content, I'll usually do it like, okay, if something's really hitting, then I'll do a mass bulk of something that's hitting. Or if it's just like, I'm in a mood where I want to try something out. Like my last two drops before the Hogwarts stuff, I was really just doing like old characters I had, plus some other one-off ideas I wanted to do just so people could see like, oh, this dude, this dude has range. So with the Hogwarts thing, that like the demand for that was astronomical. First, you know what I'm saying? First off, like people love my one where I do, you're, you're trying to buy a car while being black. And then they like the one where you're trying to apply for a loan. So I was like, all right, cool. I can kind of still play on that. But the Hogwarts ones, like you said, just eclipsed. And I was like, holy hell. <laughs> You know, like, all right, we got something here. So the only you got to give the people what they want, man. You got to give them what they ask for. One hundred percent. And the thing is, so right now, I just because of one funnel away and everything, I just haven't been that dialed in when I do my skits. Like there are days where I'll wake up and I'll be like, no, nah, I'm about to record some heat and I'll do like seven or eight. Like that last Hogwarts drop after the couples that boomed. I really had to like, that was that was work. It wasn't really that much fun because I had to really force the creativity out of my brain. And mm -hmm. what I figured out about myself early on was like, all right, if I drop seven videos, two or three of those are going to do big numbers. That's kind of like my ratio right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So like in my brain, I'm always like, yo, you got to just hit a certain number. And I'm still learning myself, learning how to hit my mark more accurately, but you know, that's just the general formula. So this last one, I think only did four videos. And with that, it's like a 50-50 shot on one of them going to do numbers. You know what I'm saying? And which is exactly what happened. One of the best ones from the last four I did was about 300,000 views. So I'm like, all right, cool. I got to do about seven more videos to find my next one. And the thing with the Harry Potter series is I have to marinate on it more. I might have to watch a couple 
just to get some ideas back. Cause I could easily just do, you know, I don't want to give out all my secrets, but whatever you guys are listening, I could easily just run through scene by scene. And there's some other stuff I want to put twists on is just, I think at this point I have to actually write down the skeleton bones of the skit so I can just fire them off. Oh, you've been going off, off the cuff then. Like you literally been sitting down and just boom. Yeah. So the, I literally pull out my camera I'll go on my draft, see an idea someone posted or that I had, and I'll expound on it. So if somebody says do something like this, then I can expound the whole skit on on that. That's and I'll work wrong. it in somewhere. Whenever I get like, you know, writers will, you know, improvers block, then I have to like say, here's the rebuttal I want. Here's the punchline. How do I set it up? And sometimes I'll find out the setup, but then I'll forget what the punchline was. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, that would have saved me three hours. So one of the things I would recommend you do is if you have like the phrase or the one line or whatever, write that down and write down the setup. Cause like I have to record things blindly and imagine enough time for myself to, you know, do the voiceover rebuttal. And then I have to remember what I'm replying to. You get what I'm saying? Correct. Correct. So this next drop, I'm going to write down the, the skeleton plus some of the punchlines. And the thing is the cool thing about improv or me doing it is if I have a skeleton and my improv feels better than the skeleton, I'll always go with the improv because that's, you know, my brain at work. But it helps me. It gives me a cushion. Oh, it feels more natural. Probably exactly. feels more natural. Exactly. Versus if I go in there blind, unmotivated and all this, then I'm trying to dig myself out of quicksand. But, you know, a lot of my you know best stuff has come when I've been in that zone and kind of worked through it and had some type of order. So um, what I might do is when I get out to Florida, Johanse says he has a studio. I might just pound pound out like seven or 10 videos in between the one funnel away stuff and get it done there. And honestly, that's really kind of another reason. That's about, I'm making an excuse, but that's a, that's a little bit as to why I've kind of pulled off the brakes a bit. Cause I was like, okay, Johanse is my guy. And last time we were together, we literally just worked. So I was like, I know for a fact, catch up on all my work. He's going to tell me, uh, sit your black self over there. I'm going to be doing this. And I'm like, cool, I'm doing this. I'm going to have headphones on. We might eat. And it's just going to be work and, you know, stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. That's going to be a very productive three days on all levels. But I need to make sure I go into that, not with a gorilla on my back. So. Oh, yeah. We're going to have fun, man. I think I'm going to rent a boat and everything when you get out here. So we're going to have a good time. Oh, shoot, dog. I'm going to show you, dog. I live in paradise. Oh, shoot, dog. I might. Live, I'm telling you right now, I might just extend the trip till Friday. The way it's going. <laughs> I'm all like, bro, if I get a week out there, I'll be straight. Yeah, it's, it's a good time to decompress over here. Plus, you know, Florida's a little bit more um, accessible right now in these, in these trying times. Man, the, the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can't even say the word man. can't even say the word but hey, um hold on I, I did mean to cut you off. i wanted to say this one of the craziest things about being an entrepreneur is that you have to address burnout faster than you would when you work a regular job and what i mean by that is when you're burnt out at a regular job you just keep going because you can kind of just go through the motions you know what i'm saying like you technically need to have a body there all that and then you're trying to save up for that vacation maybe at the end of the year. But as an entrepreneur, I feel like the burnout is hilariously worse because yeah. like, just like you said, you 
the weekend doesn't matter when you're fully dived in. So it just gets to a point where you're literally drowning. Like you're like, I have so much to do. There's no energy. Is there something wrong with me? Am I working hard enough? All this doubt and all this other stuff creeps in. And what I'm learning is you got to take 10 times more mental health care of yourself than you do normally. So like me, I'm learning like, yo, every three or four weeks, I got to do like a three day nothing. And I, I'm I'm working out of the thing of feeling guilty about it. Cause it's like, you know, you're just like, nah, when I was in school, we worked, you know, through the semester till summer and then through the thing till winter. And it's like, bro, that's cause you know, it, it's, it's, in, it's industrialized training. You're just a factory worker, you know? Correct. So it's different when it's your own self and you got to take better care of yourself in your business. You are human. Never forget that even if your passion is driving you to work 24 or 48 hour days. and that's the thing you know i'm realizing okay with my mortality comes limits like yo i i literally can only take so much before it just becomes unproductive and there's something profound my boy hakeem told me one day i'll never forget he told me last year he was like sometimes a productive day is getting some rest and i was like huh he was like yeah like sometimes it's productive for you to rest and i was like that doesn't sound right but then as i thought about i was like dang you know, when you own your own business, productivity looks different. Like that's what it's one of the comparisons I made between salary and hourly. Hourly, it's like, yo, forget this happened as soon as I clock out. Mm-hmm. Salary, it's like, all right, well, we have you covered for all your expenses. So literally every day we need to see some type of like progress. You know what I'm saying? It's way different. You got to pay attention to it. And that's that's pretty much all we got for this episode. So um you got any questions you want to ask the audience? Make sure they drop a comment down in the in the comment section or ask a question. What what specifically would you ask our audience? Man, shoot. Um, what do you all feel? Uh, do, you, do you all feel guilty about needing rest and relaxation more frequently than you did, you know, say as a child? Or do you feel guilty for feeling like, you know, you, you deserve some type of break? Yeah, that's a, that's a real good question. All right, guys, um, leave your comments in the the description below. And until next time, peace. Peace. Yes, I can hear you all bubbling. Oh, oh, bubbling. All right. Let me get in the studios. Let me make sure I tell Hunter. Hunter, I'm starting a podcast, Hunter. Hunter. Okay. I told Hunter that I am doing... A 10, 15 minute call with your boy. And this is going to be found naturally in the mofo. You know why? Because your boy needs to tell you some things anyway. So it's literally just a phone call, son.